Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the prophet Jeremiah, that's Jeremiah chapter 42. This is Saul Weinreb, the host of the podcast. At the end of chapter 41, the remaining um, survivors and of the community of Judah that had survived the onslaught and siege of the Babylonians, the ones that had not been exiled to the Babylonians had gathered under the leadership of Gedaliah, and um, Gedaliah was assassinated in an evil plot by Ishmael ben Netanya, who then ran off to Ammon. And now uh, the people are under the leadership of Yochanan ben Kareach, who was loyal to Gedaliah and who was now um, the de facto head of the people. The people now were living in uh, a place called Kimham, which we mentioned before, and they were living there temporarily and deciding what to do. Their eyes were looking towards Egypt. Now, before I go into this chapter, um, I want to mention uh, what seems to be a difference between the foreign policy, so to speak, of Jeremiah and the foreign policy of another prophet that we studied together, Isaiah. Isaiah, when he encouraged King Ahaz and other kings of his time, Isaiah was several generations before Jeremiah, he always encouraged them to seek independence, to not rely on alliances with other nations for strength. Jeremiah, on the other hand, of course under extremely different circumstances, was telling the people to remain dependent on Babylon and not to rebel and not to assert their independence. In the appropriate time, it's sometimes it's appropriate to be independent when you're strong and when God is supporting you, and other times it's inappropriate. Now, at this time in Jeremiah, we're going to see that there, those two foreign policies are really not so different. What Jeremiah wants is also the same thing as what Isaiah wants, and that is that the people should remain loyal to God, that they should not look to other nations as allies for strength, not look to alliances with other nations, other nations that can have a bad influence on them, not look to set up those alliances in order to uh, gain strength from there, but rather to look to God for strength. And therefore, Jeremiah is going to advise the people, and I'm kind of giving away a little bit of what we're going to read in this chapter, is going to advise the people not to look to Egypt for strength, but to look to God for strength and to trust that God's plan is for the people to remain under the... Um, um, leadership of Babylon. Now, in this, so let's, but before, I, I kind of gave away what we're going to see near the end of this chapter, but let's first look at the beginning of this chapter. And we'll start with verse 1, of course. Remember that two chapters ago, we said the word of God was to Jeremiah, and then we went off on a tangent. Instead of saying what it was that God told Jeremiah, we went off on a tangent and described the events of Jeremiah being freed from captivity because the king instructed 
to save him and give him a choice where to go. We learned the story of Jeremiah going to uh, help Gedaliah reestablish the people in Judah. We learned the story of the assassination of Gedaliah and so on and so forth. Now, in this chapter, we're finally going to hear what it was that God spoke to Jeremiah. It seems that God, there was some delay in, the, in response, that there was some delay, that God didn't speak to Jeremiah for a while, or at least didn't speak to him any kind of prophecy that was meant to be um, written down for generations. So again, let's start with verse 1. So, all of the heads of the groups of officers, remember, this was a, a collection of various groups of soldiers who had escaped the siege, and each one has their own, um, you know, captain, so to speak. V'yochran ben Kareach, and Yochran ben Kareach, V'yizanya ben Hoshaya, these are the, the leaders. V'chol am mikaton v'agadol, and all of the people, they all approached Jeremiah, because now they want to know what to do. Where do we run now? Now the people had already decided that they wanted to run to Egypt. And we explained before that they were afraid that when the Babylonians find out that Gedaliah was killed, that the, the Babylonians are then going to send another contingent, another army to attack them, and that they would all be suspect as having been part of the um, plot against Gedaliah. They didn't think to themselves that, well, maybe we can, ex we can demonstrate and show that it was Yishmael who ran off to Ammon, and then the Babylonians' wrath would be directed against the king of Ammon, and Ishmael, who was hiding with him. But the people were still afraid that they would be blamed for it. So, here they, so here's their dilemma. Do we stay here and risk getting, getting slammed again by the Babylonians? Or do we turn to Egypt and hope to get help from Egypt? Um, so, Vayomra Yomri the people said to Jeremiah the prophet, Tipol notrina seinu lefanecha. Please accept our plea. And pray for us to the Lord your God. This is an unusual language because God is not just your God, in other words, Jeremiah's God, but it should be all of their gods. The way they, the way they approach Jeremiah, we're already starting to see that it's a little bit suspect. They're looking to him as if he is some sort of a magician, that he can, he can pray to his God, and then God will then somehow uh, come back with a favor. And we'll see a few more hints in their words as they continue to speak. And what should you pray to God? They continue, I'm still in the middle of verse 2. Bi'ad kol pray for all of this remainder, the remaining refugees, the final, the, end, the, the remnants of the people of Judah that once was such a great nation. Because we are left just a small number from what used to be a large number of people. Just like your eyes see us now. And tell us. The people are still speaking. This is verse 3. And tell us, Jeremiah, after you pray to God, I don't, I, I, I'm sorry, not you should tell us, but he should tell us. And let God tell us, Adonai Elohecha, again, the Lord, your God, um, again, they're speaking about him as if he is only Jeremiah's God. The way, the proper way that we should go upon it, and exactly what it is that we should do. We're in this predicament. We're afraid. We don't know which is the right way to turn, or at least they claim that they don't know which is the way they want to turn. 
pray to God and have God tell us what to do. Vayomer alehem hanavi. And Jeremiah the prophet said to them, Shamati, I have heard. Um, I have heard you. I hear your request. I will pray to, to the Lord, your God. He says specifically in the plural, your God. In other words, he is rebuking them for the way they spoke to him. He's not my God. He's your God. He's all of our God. As you requested of me to pray. And it will be that Whatever it is that God answers you, in other words, answers your prayer, I will tell you what the answer is. I won't hold anything back. In other words, I'm going to tell it to you whether you're going to like what you hear or whether you're not going to like what you hear. Yemio already sensed that he knows. And like we said at the end of chapter 41, the people have already been planning and thinking to turn to Egypt for help and to go down to Egypt. But he says, I will not hold anything back. In other words, even if, you know, Yermio himself wasn't sure at this point what the right answer is. However, he knew that it's very possible that the answer will be something that the people don't want to hear. Vehema <laughs> Amru. And so then they said, El Yermio to Jeremiah, Yehi Adonai Banu, may God be among us, Le'ed Emet Vin as a truthful and trustworthy witness. A witness that we're, we're agreeing, we are swearing, that we will definitely do just as we are commanded and just like God, the, whatever message God sends to you. And again, they said, the Lord, your God. Again, they still didn't get the message. Elenu, whatever that message is to us, Kena says, so shall we do. So they're making an agreement that whatever Jeremiah's God tells them to do, they will do. Imtov v'imra, whether it is good or bad, meaning whether it is good or bad in our eyes, right? Bekol Adonai Eloheinu, we will listen to the voice of, of, of the Lord, our God. Finally, they get the message. They, once they realize they're saying, when they, they're when they're, when they're talking to Yermiyoho and telling him that we will do as God tells us, they realize that in order to do that, they have to accept upon themselves that he is their God too. Asher anachnu, because we shochim otcha we are sending you to him. So therefore, we will listen to the answer. Laman asher and here again, they fail. In order that we should... It should go well for us. Pray, again, making the mistake of thinking of prayer as a petition, prayer as a, we make a request, and then God gives us, makes, treats us well. Still, the mistake that they made when the temple was still standing, thinking that God is transactional. We pray to Him, and He does good to us. Because we will listen to the advice that God gives us. Not that they said we're going to do anything to make ourselves better. They still didn't get the message that Jeremiah had said, but pray so that we get treated well, as if prayer is some sort of a, uh, of a slot machine. You put money in, uh, and if you're lucky, you get money out. Um, so then, there's a delay here. 
Jeremiah turns to God, but it takes a while to get the answer. It takes and it was that it, it was at the end of ten days. Now, um, that after they had asked the question, I mean, presumably all those ten days, the people are sitting nervously. They're worried. What's the answer going to be? And finally, God spoke to Jeremiah. Why is it that God took ten days? Is unclear, but but for some reason, God wanted to keep the people waiting for the answer. Um, and so then, once the word of God finally came to Yirmiyahu, then he called to the leader, Yochanan, and we'll call Soreach, and all of the other officers, uh, the military officers that were with him, and he called everyone, the entire group of people, from the young to the old or from the great to the small, meaning the prominent to the less prominent. Everyone came to listen to what God had to say. This was the message. And he said to them as follows, So says God, the Lord of Israel, The God whom you sent me to him in order to place your petition in front of him, your petition to know, your plea to know what it is that you should do. This is what God says. Im shov if you stay right here and remain in the land of Judea, I am promising you I will help you rebuild the community here and I will not destroy it. I will plant you like a tree so that you grow velo etosh, I will not uproot you, I will not tear you down. I have already changed my mind. In other words, the way, I guess, the best way to translate this is, for I have come to regret the disaster that I inflicted upon you. I have already, I've already inflicted a huge disaster. I don't want this land to be devoid of, of people of Judah, I want the people to resettle, I want the people to build up. And what about the Babylonians when they come? Don't be afraid of the king of Babylon. The king of Babylon is smart enough to know and understand what happened with Gedaliah and how that murder took place, and that it was the deviousness of Ammon and Yishmael. If he attacks anyone, he'll attack Ammon, he's not going to attack you. That king that you are afraid of, don't be afraid of him, no Madonai says God. I will be with you to save you. Anything that he might try to do against you, I will make sure will not happen. I will give you mercy, and he will be merciful towards you. In fact, he will look at it and say, Look what happened. That the 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 um, governor that I put in charge, that the, the his enemies assassinated him. If anything, he'll send officers to make sure that such a thing doesn't happen again. And he will bring you back to your land, and you will be able to stay there. However, if you don't listen to my advice, we don't want to stay here anymore. And you don't want to listen to what God is telling you to do. In other words, you are promising, right, that um, 
that uh, you're going to listen to God, but then if you decide you're not going to, Lamar, and you're going to say, Lo, that no, Ki Eretz Mitzrayim Novo, we want to go to Egypt. Asher we don't want war anymore. We don't want to hear the horns blowing in battles. We don't want to be hungry anymore for bread. Let's just go and settle in Egypt. They're our allies. Let's just go there. They'll listen to what God is telling you, the remnant of Judah. Listen to this. So says God, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, if you turn your faces and start going down towards Egypt, and you go to live there, then that sword that you're so afraid of, the one that you're afraid of, which is the reason why you don't want to stay here, that sword is going to end up attacking you in Egypt. They're not your friends. And that hunger and starvation that you're so worried about, that hunger and starvation will hit you when you get to Egypt and you'll end up dying there of hunger. And it will be that any people that turn their faces and start traveling towards Egypt in order to live there, they will all die by the sword, by hunger, or through disease. There won't be a single person left, not a refugee, not a remnant, not a survivor. Because of the evil that I will bring upon them if they go to Egypt. This is verse 18, because this is what God says, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, just like I poured out my wrath and my anger against the residents of Jerusalem, which is now a destroyed city, so too I will pour out my anger against you, if you go to Egypt, and you will be for a curse, for destruction. People will, will use your name as an object of horror and vilification and you will never ever get to see this land again. God has given his instruction to you, the remnant of Judah. Do not go to Egypt. You now know that I have now warned you today. You now know what you're supposed to do. However, there's several things going on here. There's two major issues before we read the next verse. One issue that we must remember is that the people don't have trust in God. They had, didn't believe Yirmiyahu or Jeremiah when the, when the temple was still standing. And they don't believe him now either. There was also, remember, the suspicion that Jeremiah was in cahoots with the Babylonians. And that all he wanted to do was capitulate to the Babylonians. This suspicion that the people constantly had and were constantly accusing him, they were accusing, constantly accusing him of not being honest. You're not speaking the word of God, but you're rather you're trying to just capitulate to the Babylonians. Especially since the Babylonians gave Jeremiah such special treatment and unchained him and told him he can go and live wherever he wants and that he'll be safe and so on. 
there's still this sneaking suspicion of of uh, of Jeremiah being in cahoots with the Babylonians, um, and the people still did not trust him as as or, or at least the the they refused to listen to him. The message that he was trying to give them is rely on God. Do not rely on alliances with other nations. Don't rely. We know the Babylonians have already said you can live here and stay here. We know that they support the the settlement of the Jews here. We know that the king of Babylon understands the political intrigues of what's going on and how Gedaliel got killed. You have no need to be afraid of him. Don't go to Egypt and think that by getting their support, you're somehow going to be saved. The only way you're going to be saved is by relying on God, and God is telling you what to do. Um, Ki hit esem, this is verse 20. Ki hit etem, and because Jeremiah is starting to feel the mood of the crowd turn against him as he's telling them what they didn't want to hear. They're thinking, we're going to go to Egypt and we'll be saved from Babylon, and we want to go. But meanwhile, they claim to say that they're going to follow God's instructions. However, I know that you were fooling me. I know that you are deliberately misleading me. When you sent me to God, Eloheichem, the Lord your God, Lamar saying, Pray for us, to the Lord our God. And that whatever God tells us we're going to do. I knew that you were fooling me when you said that. You, were, you didn't want to listen. You wanted to hear what you wanted to hear so that God can give you a blessing and say, go and you'll be safe. However, I am telling you this now, and you're not listening. It's what, if you imagine a speaker speaking to a mob, when the speaker starts to feel that the mob is turning against him, and that's what Jeremiah is feeling now. And you did not listen, and you are not going to listen to the voice of God, and with respect to everything that I, um, I'm sorry, hearing everything it is that I'm saying to you now. You should know, forget about it. You're all going to die by the sword, by hunger, and by disease. And that place where you guys really want to go live, that place, Egypt, where you're trying to go, you're going to end up dying there. So this is the speech that Yermio gave, and we can see already that the people are not listening, the people don't want to hear it, the people don't want to rely on God, they want to rely on what they think is the right thing to do, which is to rely on Egypt. The tragic mistake we're going to read further and the accusations against Jeremiah for being a traitor we're going to see in the next chapter 43 when we study together. Thank you so much for studying chapter 42 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 43 and of course the rest of the book of Jeremiah.